This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to it. My name is Adam Ritz, Jay Baker on the telephone with me. Hey, Jay, how are you? I am doing great, Adam. I uh, was fortunate enough to uh, go to an NFL uh, practice session this week. Uh, I was invited to go to the Colts uh, practice session, and I wanted to share a story real quick. First person, saw it with my own eyes, and it really uh, was cool to see and very inspirational, especially from uh, a public affairs radio perspective. So after practice, uh, all the fans line up, and they've got – NFL jerseys and posters and footballs and helmets and mini helmets and they're trying to get autographs of their favorite players and I did notice through the practice that uh, all pro linebacker in the NFL Darius Leonard was out of uniform he is uh, on injured reserve or whatever you call it in the NFL he was hurt and uh, he was in street clothes and uh, he stuck around after practice and there was a group of special needs adults off to the side that were waiting for autographs too. And he bypassed everybody and everything and was saying hello, like everybody was yelling his name. He's one of the most sought after um, autographs at the facility. And he's like waving to fans, hey, yeah, I'll be back. Don't worry, I'll stop by. And he made a beeline right for the special needs adults and spent time with them and didn't just sign their autographs, but he like talked with them and was really engaging them and asking them about their lives. It was one of the coolest, most inspirational things to see because sometimes it's easy to think uh, professional athletes are just into their own world or just all about the money or getting views on TikTok or you know their social media platform. Uh, it is so neat to see a name at that level, especially an all-pro name, go above and beyond to make some uh, people's lives better. It was really cool. No, that's a great story. And, yeah, I think we have sort of a new generation of uh, slightly more responsive athletes who obviously have to reflect that they've been very blessed to be able to play at the level that they do and that they do give back. I'm impressed. Yeah, very cool. I, I'm I'm going to um... – Reach, research him, see what his foundation is or what kind of charities he works with. I'd like to uh, get involved with his foundations a little bit more, too. Maybe we can have him on the show uh, downriver. Also, I wanted to mention, uh, before we get to your stuff, um, that you know Christmas is, uh, I think I've read that there's only 19 more Fridays until Christmas, <laughs> which makes Holy it, cow. yeah, it's like, <laughs> it makes it seem so much it, it closer. So close. There's only 19, that's less than 10 paychecks away. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you have less than 10 paychecks until Christmas. And there is a, a part of the Christmas uh, industry that could be affected this year because of the heat waves and the droughts that we've seen, especially out West. There's some uh, water orders on the West Coast. You can't water your lawn because of the droughts and uh, the heat waves we've seen in the South and Southwest and the Midwest. Um, these heat waves and droughts are affecting live Christmas tree farms. So you may have trouble this year 
uh, getting that perfect tree for your big window in the front room. You may have to, um, you know what, it'd be smart to invest in the artificial tree business right now. Uh, I don't know who the biggest artificial tree yeah. manufacturer is, <laughs> but look them up on the New York Stock Exchange and, and invest in buy some stocks and shares in that company. Um, it takes years to grow a tree before it's harvested, and while more mature trees could be plentiful this holiday season, the newer trees, the shorter trees with years to go, are suffering uh, because of these heat waves and droughts. So. Just another thing to think about is uh, you're wondering whether or not you should take a risk and water your lawn. Um, you may be spending more money this holiday season for the Christmas tree in your front living room. All right, there you go. To kick off the uh, Adam Rich Show, Public Affairs Radio, uh, underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio software company. Uh, you can learn more about them at vibonomics.com. And as always, I'm happy to bring Jay Baker into the fold. You've always got such fun topics to talk about. Uh, what do you want to launch off uh, your docs this week? Well, you'll, when we're both uh, seated as we tell you this, but uh, sitting may be the new smoking. There's some concern that the amount of time that Americans <laughs> sit it's affecting their health. Well, then maybe I'm up to five packs a day if it's uh, if you put it into, <laughs> into those terms. Yeah, prolonged sitting definitely uh, is worsening our overall health. And there was a brand new study that suggested that adults spend an average about nine hours sitting while awake. So, you know, you take eight hours or so for sleep, you know, add nine hours. So, yeah, you're up and about, but nine hours of sitting while you're awake is a day? the national average. Nine yes. hours a day? Yes. Oh, that does seem like a lot. And It while, does seem like a lot. But, do, you know, if you think about it, working and commuting to work and, I mean, you know, usually you're seated while taking the bus or, or a car to your job, you know, so... I was just going to argue and debate with you that it can't be that high while I'm sitting right now. Uh, for an ha It's a half an hour, the show, and we're doing it in real time. And so for sure, uh, I'm sitting for this half hour. Maybe you're compelling me just to stand up for the rest of this uh, show. Well, and here's kind of a shocking statistic, too, because I do enjoy these studies because if nothing else, it kind of points out where we're headed health-wise uh, generationally, and they say that uh, approximately 50% of the average uh, person's life is spent in sedentary activities. And while that seems high, you know, it's exactly what you just said. Um, you're seated while you're in the car, you're seated at work. Um, you know, we're in front of the screen time, you know, the screen time is, is a big issue. You and I love television shows and movies. Well, guess what? I sit while watching. Yeah. You no. Know, so, so I'm adding to the problem. Love Top Gun Maverick. I saw it twice. There were four hours when I was sitting. Uh, yeah, is this counting so you know. sleeping? Like, I mean, you sleep eight hours a day. That's a third of your life. So, I think yeah. they're count if I think it's fifty percent of your of your waking hours are spent sitting. Is that what they're saying? Well, uh, you know, I read through the article a couple of different times. They're basically saying sedentary activities. So I would suggest that 
the 50% is on top of the time that you sleep. Yeah. Because you, your activity at night hopefully is uh, just uh, snoring lightly. So you've got to get out there and move and get your heart rate up. It's all about the heart health. Yeah, it is. It really basically suggests that you need to have top of mind awareness to do a little moving. Uh, I, I have found to be extremely helpful. These uh, sports tracking watches uh, not only count your steps and your overall sort of heart activity, but they will also, if you program them properly, give you a gentle reminder to move around every hour. I My girlfriend has um, a fitness tracker. Uh, it's like a bracelet. It actually looks looks kind of cool. And uh, she wears it every day. And we'll be watching TV, and all of a sudden she'll get a notice that says she needs to walk uh, like 100 steps because it, because she hasn't reached some threshold through that hour of the day. Right. So she'll just stand up in the middle of the family room and just start walking uh, during the end of a, a you know a forensic files. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then sometimes it's, it needs you sh- she needs those hundred steps to get to the big ten thousand step threshold. So right. if it doesn't matter what we're watching, sometimes we'll have to pause the show or relog back into Netflix to watch the end of what we were watching when she has to go get two hundred steps real quick. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a, a cool way to get your steps in. It, it so, really is, uh, so, and so she's doing the right thing. And you got to, th- you know, over the course of a year, five years. I mean, all those every day, maybe three, four times a day. You're like, oh my gosh, I got to get up and get a hundred steps. You do that over the course of the last twenty years of your life. Maybe it adds three or four more years to your life. Yeah, I mean, it's that was the basic premise of the concern about the us being sedentary. It makes the inevitable like a little bit worse. We do know that as we age, you know, we have a number of issues uh, with public health, including heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. And they suggested that our sedentary lifestyle makes those, uh, which, you know, we have to deal with even worse So it is a great idea to get up and move. For sure. I'm on board with that. Totally agree. You know, I was uh, at the store the other day, and uh, we have our new adopted Wonder Pup at our house. And, you know, you have to go down the dog treat aisle. And one of the uh, better treats for your dog is made by a company called Newman's Own. And we've seen Newman's Own products. I mean, everything from... uh, pizza sauce to spaghetti sauce to a number of items are bottled and canned under the Newman's own label. Undoubtedly, Mm, you've seen it. Yeah, salad dressing. Oh, yeah, they make a lot of food. Great flavors. It was created by Paul Newman. So Newman's own really uh, does have the stamp of the Paul Newman uh, estate. In his will, Newman left his assets to his wife and the Newman's own foundation. And they've given $570 million to charities since 1982. And that's all of their profits, right? Don't they give every single piece of their profit to charity? Yeah, the phraseology is that the profits do go to that. There's some administrative costs uh, and and like sort of wrapped up in that. But yes, uh, for the most part, all the profits do go to charity last year. They gave out specifically $11.5 million. That's unbelievable. 
Uh, I know. So, you know, you, yeah, and you take a look at that, and, and many of the Newman's own brands have had great staying power because you and I know, you know, we have very fickle consumers, and you would think, oh, well, after a while, people would say, ah, Newman's own, eh. But, you know, it's still very popular, and people are buying the products, and the money is going to charity. So think about that when you're pushing your cart up the aisle. You can actually help out and uh, have delicious spaghetti sauce all at the same time. You know, I did think that when I first saw Newman's Paul Newman's salad dressing. I thought, oh, well, how good can this be? I mean, it's like right. uh, Johnny Depp's rock band. You know, it's just another, <laughs> just some celebrity hobby. Hobby. If Johnny Depp's got a rock band. Paul Newman's got salad dressing. It's probably just barely tolerable. Um, and they're just leaning on their own celebrity to sell that junk. I saw a comedian, uh, remember TJ Miller? I don't know if you know that comedian, but I saw him once. He has hot sauce. So he was, he was selling hot sauce in his merch table after his set. And it's like, I think some of these celebrities just come up with stuff to sell just because they know that people will buy it because their name's on it. Uh, not the case with Paul Newman. I mean, all that food really is delicious and very good. And the fact that all of their profits go to charity, that's unbelievable. Well, and I'm a cynical guy. When I first saw that, yeah, the profits go to charity, I was like, yeah, right. And they've been around for quite a while. I mean, since 1982. So that's impressive. And I'd like to apologize to any of uh, the fans of Johnny Depp's band. I don't. You don't have to send me emails or MP3s of his songs. Uh, I'm sure he's fine uh, in your world. That's right. Hey, sleep deprivation may make you more selfish. Uh, according to a California researcher, the CDC says that you need about seven hours a night of sleep to maintain a healthy lifestyle. And 30% of Americans get less sleep than seven hours a night, which is kind of a startling figure. It's a big number. I, I don't know if I would have guessed more because you hear about, uh, in fact, I work with a lot of people who they seem to, you know, you go to bed at midnight, get up at 5 a.m. I mean, it seems like a lot of the rat race in corporate America keeps those hours. And it's hard to be in a good mood when you only get five hours of sleep every night. Well, you know, and this specifically looks at uh, the item of being more selfish, which is an interesting concept. And uh, when I saw this, I thought, well, this kind of makes sense. This came up during some random research they were doing that oftentimes when daylight saving time hits uh, and it hits in the spring and then it gets, you know, pushed back in the fall, uh or falls forward, it's a little complicated, but when daylight savings time ends, it doesn't have the same amount of effect on you as when daylight savings kicks in in the early spring. But they have found that charitable donations go down appreciably following daylight savings time being enacted. So in the, in the fall, when the, when the days get shorter and depression gets higher, uh, and the winter blues set set in. That's when donations go down. No, it goes down when people are deprived of sleep, adjusting to daylight savings oh, okay. time 
kicking in. And and I know this sounds it's 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 trust me, I would make a horrible professor at the college level because sometimes my ability to explain things, but uh, when you give, it has to do with empathy. And helping others is a core foundation. So they found that sort of part of your humanity involves empathy and giving. And that goes down when you're sleep deprived and when daylight savings. We've talked about this before. When daylight savings time first kicks in, uh, productivity goes down, uh, charitable donations go down, accident rates go up. I mean, it's an interesting time. Our sleep is much more important than we really know. Anytime you're tired or need more sleep, everything gets worse is what you're saying. Absolutely. (laughs) Everything gets worse. Well, and this story dovetails and and this is this is a, a this is a tough story to hear, but it had a happy ending. And just uh, to preface, this did not happen in America, but two airline pilots, and this happened just about a week ago, for Ethiopian Airlines, both the pilots dozed off during a flight from Sudan to Ethiopia. I did not hear this story. And yeah, I, am, the, I am frightened to hear how this story ends. Well, it, the plane was at 37,000 feet. It was on autopilot. It was a Boeing 737. Uh, the pilots did awake and landed the plane successfully in Columbus, Ohio. minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could, wouldn't that be, that would be the plot for a good Netflix movie, wouldn't it? Yes, they fell asleep. <laughs> they woke up in Idaho. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it does underscore something that, uh, thankfully, our own Federal Aviation Administration has been very careful to point out. With the pilot shortage that's currently going on, they're being very careful to not overwork American pilots because they have to have sufficient rest. On social media, uh, this story exploded, and most people were pretty sympathetic to the pilots, feeling that, hey, they're overworked. Uh, this isn't something they would have done intentionally, but I think that's a very scary moment to think that a plane is flying through the air and you, you go, Oh, highly trained individual at the wheel. No, a sleep individual at the wheel. And they're both asleep. I mean, they're both Jay, asleep. you know, the panic of sleeping through your alarm or forgetting to set your alarm and you wake up and realize that you have slept in or missed your you're going to miss a meeting or you're going to be late to a meeting can you imagine being the first of those two pilots awakening and kind of looking around like not knowing where you are at first you think you're in your bedroom at home and then all of a sudden you realize oh no where are we i'm dressed for work oh that's not good oh my gosh (laughs) so thankfully it has a happy ending and yes uh, this is not to disparage Ethiopian Airlines, though I'm going to guess many of our listeners don't have the chance to fly Ethiopian well, Airlines as I much was, as they'd like. I was going to book my flight on Ethiopian Air uh, as soon as the show was over. Now I'm not going to. They just lost my business. Well, I, I don't want to promote them too heavily, but they still serve peanuts. And, you know, I miss those. So <laughs> <laughs> Ethiopian Air, we uh, care. Yes. Oh. Uh, a one-of-a-kind Porsche designed as a tribute to Sally Carrera. And does that name ring a bell with you? All I can 
guess is that Carrera is uh, is a kind of a Porsche. I've seen that on, on the back of a, a Porsche. So she somehow was involved with the Porsche family. Yeah, Sally Carrera is a character from Pixar's Cars franchise. Oh, okay. And I don't know if you saw any of those movies. They were kind of designed for the younger set, mm -hmm. but they were very entertaining. Speaking of Paul Newman, he was one of the voices That's right, yeah. in the Cars uh, franchise, along with... Uh, Oh, the uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, he was the pickup, the tow truck, and uh, yeah. Owen Wilson was uh, Speedy Speed McQueen. Speed McQueen, yeah. Uh, Porsche actually created a car that was a tribute to Sally Carrera, and they took it to Monterey Car Week, and Bonnie Hunt, who is the voice of Sally Carrera, along with the auctioneers, auctioned this car off for charity uh and they gaveled at 3.6 million dollars no i don't believe you one of a kind <laughs> car <laughs> well that's why we always tell people save your money if you wanted the one of a kind sally carrera porsche car you're gonna have to pony up the big bucks little mister so it was a it's a one of it's the only porsche on the planet this type of porsche there's only this one and it was a one-off from porsche and yeah and, and they did they built it for charity and they built it for charity and it sold for 3.6 million dollars unbelievable yeah it's a Porsche GTS that was uh, customized to create the Sally Carrera car, a uh, standard GTS. And this is, you know, this is chump change for many of us, begins at 144000 uh, Though, of course, if you want the 8-track player, it's going to be more. I want to know, I want to meet the gentleman or uh, the young lady who, who spent $3.6 million on the car and what they're going to do with it. Do you drive yeah, that? Do you take it through? Do you take it through the drive-through, or you you just leave it in your in your garage? Well, the bad thing about the uh, Carrera model is the window's so low, you have to reach up at the drive-through window to get your Taco Bell. Yeah, that's a problem. That's, that is a that's problem. What we call a high-class problem. You have you to know, actually park and go inside Taco Bell. <laughs> yes, you do. Hey, we talked about this not too long ago. There's been a couple of different charity auctions associated with the James Bond franchise. Bond celebrated his 60th anniversary, and there have been a number of auction items involving Bond films. Yep. And you and I mentioned that the centerpiece, the one – uh, thing that was going to be the one that would really grab the attention of collectors is there was a James Bond car from the film, a Aston Martin that was driven by Sean Connery and owned by him for a brief time. It was projected to go for between 1.4 to 1.8 million. It actually went at auction for $2.4 million. That is unbelievable. Yeah, the silver uh, sports car. I wonder if that one had the machine guns or if that was just a, you know, a movie, a special effect for the movie. Was there an eject button in the cockpit of this car that worked? That, you that know, may have uh, why it went for more than they thought it was going to go for. You know, sometimes when you have a mouthy passenger, don't you wish you had the eject button? I've, 
hit the eject button. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you I pressed it. Nothing's happened, but boy, you sure wished it had. I've got a giant sunroof in my vehicle, my SUV, and it's a shame that I don't have an eject button to go along with that giant sunroof. Yeah. It's too bad. They should have made that as an option available on your vehicle. The uh, Sean, Con- Sean Connery Aston Martin, uh, not only did uh, somebody now have it as a collectible at $2.4 million, Sotheby's Auction House sweetened the, the deal. If you were the successful bidder, a world driving champion, Sir Jackie Stewart, would take you for a spin in your new car. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. Jackie, Jackie Stewart's Stewart. cool anyway. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm a little surprised to learn right now that he's alive. I, if you would have asked me when did Jackie Stewart pass away, I would have, I would have get, I would have actually taken a, an earnest guess and said 2012. Um, well, you know, famously now, Jackie Stewart was known as the Wee Scott, and you know which film, of course, featured Scotland prominently. Uh, the Michael Myers, uh, Mike Myers film, So I Married an Axe Murder. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember his father yes. had the Scotland Hall of Fame on his wall. That's right. And Jackie Stewart Featuring was part of the Jackie Scotland Stewart, Hall of Fame. As well as Sean Connery, another uh, famous Scotsman. All right. I'm going to, um, while you continue on, I'm Googling um, his, I want to see how old Jackie Stewart is. So go ahead. Don't let me stop. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's an older guy. Hey, who doesn't like John Stamos? One of my <laughs> most favorite of all celebrities. That sounds like a podcast. For, Welcome to got, Who Doesn't Like John doesn't Stamos? Like John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our new podcast. I can't wait. But uh, John uh, has a side gig that a lot of people didn't know about. He's a pretty good drummer, and he's been drumming with the Beach Boys for a number of years. That's right. Uh, he is a big musician and not to cut you off, but he's the, uh, recently I went to, um, Graceland and he's a huge Elvis fan and he is yes. the voiceover of the Graceland, um, virtual tour. They give you a little iPad and you, and headphones and you go through Graceland and John Stamos is the one uh, telling you about it. By the way, Jackie Stewart is 83 years old. Holy schmoly. So he's still got plenty of life in him. My, uh, my parents are 81. He's around. And, they're uh, they're still moving quite easily. So, eighty three. He's got another uh, at least seventeen years left in him. Let's root for Jackie Stewart to hit one hundred. As long as he's not Absolutely. sitting uh, sitting down nine hours a day, he might make it. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> uh, and that was great that you went to Graceland. Now we're really digressing, but that is a one of a kind experience, Graceland. It really is. Let's do a show there. I highly recommend it to anyone. And, you know, I think even the most cynical amongst us is thinking that, oh, this is just going to be like visiting a sideshow. But it is a very impressive and well-executed tour, in my opinion. It really is, uh, for certain. And I was in a hurry the day I went. I actually had something somewhere I had to be, so I didn't get to do the airplane hangar. Did you do the airplane hangar when you went? Yes. You got to see the Lisa Marie, the famous airplane that he purchased. He purchased it about four years before he passed away. And they used that aircraft because Elvis became so busy. At least he could get out and get to the next gig and actually get a little bit of rest. 
So really without that plane, the last three years of his life would have been even more hectic. Now, Jay, we've got about uh, a minute 45 left in the show, and I want to apologize to you for uh, getting off track. Tell me more about John Stamos. Why, why did you bring him up? <laughs> well, did, did you have a point John about John Stamos? Stamos? the big Elvis fan. <laughs> you know, he went to go see the airplanes. No, John Stamos and the Peach Boys teaming up to raise money. Food for Kids, it's part of the Oklahoma City Food Bank. That show is September 24th. They're pretty excited, and they specifically uh, are interacting with John, who is really one of the nicest guys, uh, and uh, they're helping to uh, collect uh, food that will be later distributed as part of the Food for Kids program. And uh, I think we'll be talking more about it on our new podcast, Who Doesn't Like? (laughs) John Stamos. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know what would be interesting about seeing John Stamos and the Beach Boys? They have to love, like the Beach Boys have to love when a John Stamos fan doesn't have any idea who the Beach Boys are, and vice versa. John Stamos has to love it when people are falling over themselves to talk to the Beach Boys, but don't even care who the fill-in drummer is. Uh, those are two different groups of people for sure. Um, and then, of course, you're going to have uh, the fans that like both of them and you know, guys like us that would know who, who both of them are. But uh, pretty cool that they, they've teamed up to uh, help out the charity Food. What is it? Food for Kids? Food for Kids. Food for Kids. Love it. I'll, uh, we'll try to put a link to that on our website as well. AdamRitzShow.com is the website. You can join me on Twitter at Adam Ritz, on Instagram at Adam Ritz Show. Thanks for joining us. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out of Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.